Turn with me to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5. Sometimes learning to rethink, learning new things, being reminded that um, we don't always understand things fully is a good thing. This past week, I was challenged with a question at the lunch table, and I took that question to heart. And began to read and study and look for that answer. And the answer is very clear. Um, and, and the way I've preached in the past has has been, uh, I think I lean more in that direction. I just have never quite heard it put correctly. So this morning we want to talk about the new creation, a new title, a new name the things that God has done for us. So if you have your Bible, let's stand together in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and let's read together. If you don't have your Bible, stand anyway, if you don't mind. Um, But uh, those of you that do, let's read this together. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their wrongdoings against them, and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Father, this morning we ask that you allow us to see the truth of Scripture and that we are a new creation. Old things have passed. Behold, all things have become new. And not to lean on the old excuse of, well, we're just a sinner saved by grace. Father, help us to understand that we are a new creation. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. For most of my life, that's exactly what I have heard, sinner saved by grace. The problem is, is that the title is still that we are a sinner. So what I'm going to look at this morning is going to walk us through, and we're going to come to kind of a better understanding of this scripture one that we probably have a, a, an idea of. We just we may not be able to say it correctly, but I pray that after this morning we can. We are that new creation. But it begins with, therefore, if anyone is in Christ. That's the beginning of the new creation. It does not say if anyone is religious, if anyone is a good person, if anyone is a church member, if anyone is, is a Buddhist, if anyone is a, practices their Islamic faith faithfully. No, no, no. It says one thing, if anyone is in Christ. Now we know that in John chapter 
uh, 14, verse 6, Jesus made it very clear that he was the only way, the only truth in life. So Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life, and no man comes to the Father except what? By me, through me. Now, going back to this here in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, he says, if anyone is in Christ. Now, what that means is that not everyone is in Christ. And if we're going to be right with God, there is something that has to happen. And what has to happen is we have to give ourselves. We have to come to that place of saying, yes, Lord, I trust you. I trust your provision, which was Jesus Christ. So therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. Now, Ernest C. Reisinger, he wrote Nature of Saving Religion. And in this, he speaks of in Christ. He says that in Christ speaks of our union with Christ, that we are united to him in true conversion. Now think about this. The Bible talks about us as believers being the bride of Christ. So there's that union that God puts together that happens through true conversion. True conversion is not sprinkling a baby while they're little. True conversion is not uh, coming down and saying a prayer. True conversion is whenever God calls us out of a life of sin and we recognize that call and we recognize that without that call and that promise of God, we have no hope. So we're united in true conversion. He also said that in Christ speaks of our justification that God has declared us righteous and forgiven. You and I can't do that, but God can. God is the one who stamps approved. God is the one who stamps accepted. God is the one who who stamps forgiven upon our life. In Christ speaks of our adoption. You and I were outside the family. Originally, Christ came and he was given to the Jews. But the Jews what? They said, no, we don't want that. So you and I have come into the family by adoption and that adoption through the blood of Christ that he freely made us his sons. Isn't that amazing that, that God, even before the foundation of the earth, had declared us to be his children? That, that amazes me. And in Christ speaks of our sanctification, that we are holy and continue to be made holy. Sanctification, that process that daily God is working through the power of the Holy Spirit to change who we are. But it all starts with us being in Christ. It all starts with us understanding that it is the call of God upon our life. And that call then makes us recognize Just how big of a deficit, just how wrong we are in our own lives. And there's nothing that we can do outside of Christ himself to put us in right standing with God. That, my friend, is Christianity. Not some prayer you pray, not some religion you practice, not being a good Baptist or Catholic. But being one who understands that God has called me out of this life into one that is new. I am a new creation. This person's new creation, the old things it says have passed away. So this person, this new creation that we have, this new beginning. You ever thought, man, if I could just start over? Anybody ever thought that? If I could just start over, boy, I'd make some different choices. There would be some things I would just do different. Well, you know, with God, the beautiful thing, there's a chance for a reset. Because here's what happens. The old things, what? Passed away. 
The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. God has has put upon us a new life, a fresh beginning, a new start. We struggle with this. So let's keep reading here. Verse 18 says, Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So I'm a new creation. I have been created for something. What have I been created for? To reconcile, to bring people to Christ, to let people know that there is a place for forgiveness. There is a place for hope. There is a place for a new beginning. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their wrongdoings against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Our biggest problem with sharing the gospel with certain people is we still hold what they've done to us against them. That's a, that's, that's, listen, folks, that is wrong. Had God continued to hold against us what we've done wrong to him, we would have never been given Christ. And true reconciliation is looking at people and realizing they're just lost in desperate need of Jesus. We need to let other people have that chance at new life. That chance at the new beginning. And we do it by sharing that we therefore are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Salvation is understanding that you and I will never be good enough. And we don't have to be. Because God has taken care of it through his son, Jesus Christ. So as I was challenged, am I a sinner saved by grace? Or am I a saint who sins or a saint who struggles with sin? Now I was reminded by this person that, hey, don't forget, if you keep the title sinner, then you're okay with sin because that's who you are. Like it's no big deal. I mean, everybody knows we're going to sin because that's what we are. We're all sinners saved by grace. And if that's the title that we champion, if that's the title that we keep, then yes, it is very easy for us to fall back into sin because it almost seems natural. But the reality is once I have come to Christ, not only is everything made new that, that's, that we can think of our past being gone and forgiven, but we actually have a new name. And here's, the, here's where I was able to finally, through this study this week, finally really be able to put the two together in the way that I should have been doing it the whole time. So, so here, here it comes. The reality of it is God has given his church a new name, not just a new creation, but a new name, no longer to be recognized as sinner, but as Acts 9 in verse 32 tells us, and I want you to listen to this. Now, as Peter was traveling through all the regions, he also came down to the saints who lived at Lydda. Why? Why do we recognize this verse? Because God has now recognized his church. This is the saints. These are the people that God has called to begin to live for him and to begin to even die for him. Acts 26.10 says, and this is just what I did in Jerusalem. Not only did I lock up many of the saints in prisons after receiving authority from the chief priests, but I also cast my vote against them when they were being put to death. This is Paul. 
This is that one who has said, listen, my former life, back when I was known as Saul, I was locking up the people of God, the saints. But now that Saul had had the conversion, his got, he got a new name, which was Paul. And, and that new name recognized or, or represented, I should say, that change in life. We see this. We recognize it. They began to call him by not his Jewish name. They began to call him by the name that would have been more recognized. Why? Because he had been changed. Romans 1.7 says, To all who are beloved in God in Rome, called as saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. And Romans 8.27 says, And he who searches the hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. This morning, let us lay aside the excuse of, well, I'm just a sinner. Because the reality of it is, we have been given a new name and a new identity, and we are called to be saints. We are called to be people who, yes, we may struggle with sin, but we don't say, well, that's okay, it's no big deal, because we're just sinners. No, that's the old identity. That's the old excuse. That was the old way where where we were comfortable in our sin. Now the saint who sins or the saint that struggles with sin is the saint who is not happy with the life that he or she is living. Why? Because they are struggling with sin and they want out of that sin. And so that's why the Bible tells us to confess our sins one to another. Because as saints, listen, as saints, we are willing to bear one another's burdens. But as sinners, just sinners alone... We just look at people and go, well, that's just the struggle they have. But as a saint, we come alongside one another. As a brother and sister in Christ, we come alongside one another and we help walk through the life that God has called us to live as saints and we get beyond the title and the excuse of, well, it just is what it is. We struggle, don't we, still? Yes, saints struggle. But we recognize the title, we recognize the name. We are called to come out of that life and to leave the excuses and to walk in Christ as saints, as brothers and sisters. So with that comes the new job, right? Second Corinthians 5.20 says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. We have a new job, a new creation, a new name, and a new job. That is us. That is the church. These are the people that God has called here to Pine Island. These are the people that God has called throughout the United States, throughout the rest of the world. We are saints who should be carrying the ministry of reconciliation. But if we keep reminding or we keep telling ourselves that we're just sinners, then we get comfortable with that. We've heard it our whole life. I have, certainly. I was talking with Tyler about it a little bit, and he he said that he has a professor 
that spoke about this and, and, and hated that title of sinner saved by grace. Because we're no longer allowed to wear that title when God has given us a new one. So let's remember this as we close. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is what? A new creation. What's happened to the old things? What has happened in our life? New things have come. This morning, we have the chance, the opportunity for a reboot in our life. The way we think, the way we respond, the way we sin. Saints who sin shouldn't say, well, I couldn't help it. Saints who sin should be disgusted by the sin and go to their brothers and sisters and say, hey, here's where I struggle. And our brothers and sisters who are also called to be saints should come alongside the one struggling and help lift them up to a place where they are on much firmer ground. So why do we struggle? Yes, it's a, it's a nasty nature. It's a nasty thing. David, David told us in sin, he's had, <clears throat> since he was born, he had that nature. But when the Holy Spirit of God comes to indwell the Christian, we have been given the advocate, the one who fights for us. And the Spirit of God becomes the energy that we need to overcome the sin that is trying to slay us. We are God's people, made to be victorious, not just to fall apart every time something goes wrong. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you challenge us to be more than just comfortable with sin more than just comfortable with the way things are. But instead, Father, you challenge us to say, no, 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 you are my people. Been given a new name. And Father, I thank you that at that point, we understand that we have been given the power by the grace of God to overcome. Lord, may we get rid of the excuses And may we begin to walk truly in new life today. We pray this in Jesus' precious and holy name.